My notes tell me that this is I Don't Get It, the Pop Vulture Get Off My Lawn cast. Furthermore, I'm reading the passage that says this features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons who each stare down the prospect of entertainment relevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry, once again, and I represent an entity called American Caesar Enterprises, which is currently a shipping company with all of its stock tied up in Suez Canal traffic. I am joined... As all, thank you. I am joined as always by this guy. I am Noah Tarno, founder, senior quiz master of the Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. You know, not to date this, but uh, you know, this is the, the the boat is still blocked, it's still jackknifed in the middle of the Suez yes. Canal. But yeah. one of my one of my Facebook yeah. friends like wrote the best joke. She says, "I just know that my Postmates is on that boat." <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, amazing the things that uh, that attract people's attention these days and like why why are people so obsessed with this thing like it's i like, don't really get it well, remember, it's we, not our topic today by the way folks i guess we could have talked about <laughs> it but, suez, i, get I it. mean we could have but suez it, it feels a little one-dimensional yeah suez canal boat memes i guess <laughs> I'm, it's we've looked at crazier stuff than that I just, no it's I true look if this continues on yeah. and all of a sudden you know there's there's lack of oil and the toilet paper so like apparently you know there is oil toilet paper dry goods some comestibles that are frozen right now on each side either in the Mediterranean and in the Red Sea. Uh, so, I mean, if this goes on, it could wind up being something that we would talk about. But for the moment, it just looks like, is this, no, is this the equivalent of baby Jessica trapped in that well? Is that what this is? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't tug at the heartstrings the way baby Jessica does. Baby Jessica, um, man. Baby Jessica. So those of you who don't know, in the mid 80s, a like two-year-old blonde white toddler that's important yes it is I, they st- I, I still don't understand how this happened she fell down a well and her parents couldn't get her out her parents were really young i remember that like she was two and her parents were like 18 oh, wow. somewhere in texas and it became this national story you know and all these parents everyone was trying to get her out and no one could get her out and i remember some guy went down there his collarbone had been removed so they're like Hey, I can collapse my shoulders, slide me down the, t- the well, and I'll get her out. And, you know, by the time it was over, it was all over the cover of People magazine. And there was a famous photo of, like, a, like a paramedic holding this baby, and they're, they're covered in sewage and stuff. And uh, I even remember reading a story, like, 12 years later, like, where is baby Jessica now? Yeah. Um, She's a YouTube Yeah, influencer. I mean, that's... But that's what People Magazine was all about in those days, yeah. right? It was all about the cute little blonde girl in crisis. The Onion, our dumb century, made some joke about it. Like, this child with a baboon heart, surrog- surrogate test tube baby <laughs> with a baboon heart falls down well. You know, just have all the same crises hit the same child. Yeah, um, yeah I guess it's like that without with more, more smart-ass thing than... Um, well, remember, even the Simpsons had repurposed that. Didn't they do it? Isn't Bart stuck or Bart fabricated being stuck yes. in a well from one episode? To, Bart to, put, right. He put a little microphone thing down a well and fooled people to thinking he was trapped down the well. And Sting showed up. Sting was a guest. Oh, yeah, that's That right. was an early episode. Yeah. And like yeah. a bunch of celebrities made like a like a, a charity record, like free the boy in the well kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was, you had, to, you had to be there. Well, you know, Billy Wilder, yeah. made, Billy Wilder made a movie in the six in the fifties, sorry, in the fifties called Ace in the Hole, which was, um, almost that exact story where there was a cave in and a mine really? 
And um, Kirk Douglas plays a, 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 dis, a disreputable journalist who pretty much winds up shanghaiing the whole story to awaken his career. And it turns out that the person by the end of the movie, they I think they wind up dying because he could get him out, but it makes more sense for him to, that the, it, the longer right. it goes on, the more notoriety he gets. And so it's a, you know one of those dark right. sides of fame kind of thing. Right. I, I believe there's a lesson to be drawn from that, my friend. That is true. So speaking of, Noah, I said the dark side of fame. Speaking I of th- lessons. Yeah, I think that is a, a, a an apt transition to our topic this week. Oh, now you, you, it burns. You, you it brought burns. this to me. This was your fault. I, 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 yeah, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming <laughs> the world. I'm blaming humanity. I had blaming not. God. Four days ago, it was the first time I heard about this topic because it, it popped up in our chat thread where you said, how about this? And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I believe I understand there's some heat behind it. So yes, but I'd never heard of it before that. And the thing is, it's not all like, I'll get to it. This is a bit of a, this is a more complex topic than I thought at first. And there are some good things here, but you'll, you'll understand why I'm in so much pain at the moment. He's in pain. Go ahead. So, tell us what it is. Yeah, we're talking about a young man, uh, a Los Angelino named David Dobrik, who is a 24-year-old guy originally born in Illinois. Um, no. I, Wasn't he born in Slovakia? Okay. All right, I, what, what I'm saying, he, all right, he, he grew up in Illinois, right. He, that, I was going to say, he was his parents were illegal or illegal. I don't know if we're using that term. They were yeah. immigrants. He's on DACA. He's a DACA baby. He's a DACA baby, yeah. This is so. why we need DACA, so that people like David Dobrik can contribute to American society. Yeah, brain drain from, from this, Slovakia. This guy's going to make me a Republican. So yeah, he he um, yeah he was a DACA kid. He he grew up in Illinois. I think from the age of six onward, he was uh, pretty much in the United States and then uh, relocated uh, maybe right around the collegiate age, I think he he decided that he wanted to start a career in this kind of thing. I mean, as you know, this is a, a running theme for a lot of our YouTube YouTuber topics. Um, you know, these people move to Los Angeles with the idea that they're going to wind up being um, some sort of social media hero. Doesn't work out for everybody, but you know, it's weird that all like that Zach King guy. It's like they just decided, you know, the hell with medical school. I'm going to become a full time social media yeah. guy who makes content. Zach King actually has talent. Yes, he doesn't does. come off as the most detestable human being who ever walked the face of the earth. And no one has credibly accused that him or his associates with sexual assault. That's true. So far, so far as I we know. Feel passionate about so, so far as we know, Zach King is a perfectly okay human being. Yeah, right. Dobrik, uh, uh, he gained early fame on Vine, which Vine was the precursor to TikTok, you might say. That was, again, I still don't know. We're still talking about Vine years later. I can't quite understand. Yeah. It, it was the prime mover. It was like that Sex Pistols concert, you know? Like, everyone on Vine is, like, peopling all of social media today. It's really... V- Vine was the Sex Pistols concert slash Velvet Underground first album yeah, yeah. of internet culture. That is a sad statement. It's, it's, a, it's the day we live in. This is it. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, in, in 2015, this guy, Dobrik, started vlogging the, the video blog... I guess that's, yeah, video blog, vlog on YouTube. That's what vlog means, yeah. yeah so, it's a bad word, but that's what it means. Yeah, neologism. So his comedic videos uh, uh, on YouTube starting in 2015. Comedic in quotes. Comedic, comedic in quotes. Comedic in quotes. I'm not going to let you get away with this, man. I'm like, There is no way anyone is going to interpret anything about this, us having a positive opinion. No, that's true. Don't worry. They'll, they'll get it by the end. In about six seconds, they'll oh, let us they know. they will. They will. Uh, he is accompanied by a group uh, of, of troubled, uh, not troubled, they are uh, problematic uh, friends of his in this group called the Vlog Squad. And he is almost like the centerpiece of this team. 
uh, people who live in this one mansion in Los Angeles, and they all have separate, you know, social media feeds, be it on uh, TikTok or Insta or YouTube. But together, they form this like Justice League uh, called the Vlog Squad. Uh, and, and this guy Dobrik's, you know, videos, he's got more than 18.7 million subscribers on YouTube. Unbelievable. And he, he's Unbelievable. Been, the Wall Street Journal coined his coined him as a Gen Z's Jimmy Fallon. Um, yes, that 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 arbiter of youth culture, the Wall Street right, Journal. Right, right, right. The Wall Street Journal. The, yes. the, uh, right. I stole that joke, by the way. I got to credit where it's due. Uh, there was a very good podcast. The the Slate has a new podcast about internet culture called ICYMI. And the second episode from this week is about David Dobrik. So I stole oh, that joke from them. Credit right. where it's due. Yeah, sorry. So this guy's got enough money to purchase a $9.5 million mansion that all of these people, these so-called vlog yes. squad, yes. Uh, live yes. inside of. Yeah, it's, it's up and not only that, they, they each have their own closet full of hoodies. Okay, good. I'm glad. They, they all dress that. the same. They all dress they the all, same. They do all they dress, dress the same. like That's fucking true. slobs. It is yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, their videos, which tend to be four minutes and 20 seconds long, typically usually feature yeah, that's the That's a vlog. funny joke. That's an original joke. Sure. Sorry, Bill. I'm out of control here. Sorry, I, it's okay. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, they usually feature the videos feature the blog squad pulling pranks around Los Angeles and in a group driving in these this this extra long Tesla from place to place. Um, during the pandemic recently, uh, linchpin David Dobrik pivoted to podcasting. He launched a, a a new app, a photo sharing social media situation called Dispo, which was I think the whole point was to make photos that look like they're old and artifacted. You know, this it was like a startup. And he, because he put the videos on hiatus when it wasn't safe to do this kind of thing in public. Um, now, the reason why we're talking about this, no, like Noah insinuated before, um, this guy's had a, a rocky 2021 so far, but it's really based on stuff that happened in 2018. So it, it's kind of perverse that the seeds of current dysfunction have been there for a long time, but they're only being litigated now. Um, in 2018, I mean, th 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 you know, the, the form of the vlog is that they record everything they do during the course of their day. Everything. And they cut it down to these videos that are like a hyperkinetic cut of all these people just fucking around, shrieking at each other, yelling, doing stupid stunts, talking about people, handing out Xboxes to people in the crowd, gifting Teslas, doing whatever. It's very strange, jagged, asymmetric entertainment. Um, and there's this idea that's hell's a poppin', anything goes type sensibility where they're just, they're just people acting out on impulse on the edge, doing bad boy stuff and, you know, weird merriment, mirth making, prank, pranksterying, that kind of thing. So, uh, uh, this year, uh, there was an a real credible accusation of somebody who was featured in the video, a hanger on got in the video and apparently was plied as a minor was plied with alcohol during one of these big, you know, burn it down type mansion parties. And the girl, you know, who could apparently not consent was assaulted by one of David Dobrik's uh, underlings, one of these guys, this guy named Dirty Dom, I believe his name is. And I mean, the video was put out apparently, and it made it had five million views for a while. I mean, it was people on the other side of the door listening to this guy have sex with a girl who was past the point of consent. So he published the video, and it had five million views until she said, "This woman, I believe, I, I can't remember what her name was, Heidi, or she she is using a pseudonym, Hannah. Hannah, that's she, it. Her, right. her her real name has not been." Revealed, but they're referring to appropriately enough. She's not one of the regulars. You're, yeah, you said it. She's a hanger on. She's basically an extra. In this yeah, video. right. And yeah. it's like you know, it made five million views, but then he pulled it down when she said, "She goes, you know, what's did. not, what's there, that's not cool. You should take that down because that, you know, it's the whole big fucking problem." And so he pulled it down. But the thing is, it's like. Um, 
I think that the veneer of the the kind of like good good time boys uh, started to crack a little bit, and they people inside the the vlog squad tended to they they were pushing this guy Dirty Dom to the side because they knew that you know his behavior was untenable. But I mean, again, it had gone on for a couple of years before people started putting their guard up. So I'm not quite sure what finally happened. Yeah, you know, what is it? The sponsors decided to, you know, the sponsors pulled out yeah. all of these uh, people. Well, th there was also, you read about the accusations from one of the former central members of the vlog squad, uh, yeah. the one black guy, Francois. Seth, Seth, Seth Francois, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Seth Francois. He was the one black guy in the group. And, you know, after a while he said, they don't treat me well. They, they tokenize me. They make racial jokes. I mean, he literally, he's even accused he was sexually assaulted. Um, I think forcibly kissed or maybe while he was asleep, they stuck something in his butt or something like that. So he's spoken out. So it's been a bit of a snowball effect. And, and as you can imagine, a guy like this has a lot of big powered sponsors and they're they're walking away. Yeah, he's he's wealthier than belief. I mean, he's this guy has got more money. And again, it is a team effort because it's yeah. all these people. Uh, I mean, just just in terms of sheer numbers. Uh, as of February 2021, his vlog channel, he's got three channels, by the way, it's kind of a network, but his vlog channel has got 18.9 million subscribers, 8.2 billion views. And Unbelievable. his channel is the fifth most viewed creator channel on YouTube in 2019. I'm, Two I'm a, I have, I, twice now, I have done detailed deep dives into YouTube into YouTube stats in order to write quiz shows for YouTube, mm -hmm. and I still never heard of this guy. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah, right. It's one of their, it's one of their premier products. So yeah, I, I, I guess I'm bad at my job. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. No, I want to hand it off to you because I think there's well, you, there's some more content, but I really want to hear like what how, well, how did this how did how did you stumble onto this as a topic and what did you hear? You, you know, how did it get to you? You left out a very important piece: is that when when the firestorm started of of the accusations and then the the uh, the sponsors walking away, he made an apology video yes. titled "Let's Talk," and it was. I'll get into detail. It was not satisfying. So then he made another apology video. And that, in my opinion, in the opinion of some others, is not satisfying either. I even watched a bit of a video in which a body language expert analyzed the second video and explained why he's not being sincere. Uh, first of all, before I get into it, I just want to say I finally just now figured out who he looks like. Yeah. I was having trouble placing who he looks like. He looks like if The Office, the American TV show The Office, were real... That's what Jim Halpert would look like. Yeah, that's true. And John Krasinski is the like celebrity person playing Jim Halpert. Does that make <laughs> sense? Like, I get you. Yes, that's true. Right. Okay. So this is, we're kind of looking at two topics here. We're looking at David Dobrik as an entertainment entity and the David Dobrik backlash. I'm going to say that David Dobrik as the entertainment entity is the worst thing we've ever looked at. On I don't get it. The pop culture get off my long cast. As for now, granted that granted that opinion, admittedly, is colored by the fact that I've been in some medical minor medical distress the past week. I do not feel well, and part of me not feeling well is I'm more irritable than usual. So perhaps you should take some of this with a grain of salt. But I guarantee you, if I'm feeling 100 percent at health two weeks from now, I will I will not be a fan of this person. Uh, these videos are awful. They are just awful. The segments are poorly made and poorly performed. Uh, the characters are bland and unsympathetic. The stunts are unimaginative. The the editing is manipulative. You know, oh, we're just hanging out, but, you know, they chop it up basically every other word. It's very manipulative. 
The sponsorship placement is clumsy and insincere. I mean, all his friends are screaming like it was the craziest thing they ever saw that David Dobrik was just given a year of free burritos from Chipotle. Like, give me a fucking break. You know, what's next? McDonald's is like where the hipsters hang out. Uh, I often say that, you know, on the show that the appeal of YouTubers, you know, a lot of people are like, why are these people appealing? You're Emma Chamberlain's and Mr. Beast's and all that. I often say the appeal of YouTubers is that they're an online version of sitting around and shooting the shit with your friends. And this does feel like it, but instead of sitting, sitting around shooting the shit with my friends, I am sitting around with the worst douchebags at the party. And yeah, some of this is bitterness because I've literally never heard of the guy, so it makes me feel old. But, you know, comparing them to Jimmy Fallon, I think, is apt because... I know we hate Jimmy Fallon, but Jimmy Fallon at least offers me something. He, he he offers me celebrities, most of whom are actually talented people with projects I might be interested in. He had in. to work at a craft and actually perform to sort of, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this, he had to work for yeah. a while at a certain level, in a certain level of, uh, of renown to get a show yes. and exhibit skill. That's what Jimmy right. Fallon had right. to do. Yeah, and, and but this guy has built an, an entire entertainment ecosystem out of nothing. You know, you click on a video, it's like, you know, we drove a convertible through a car wash. Okay, that's 20 seconds of this video. The rest of the video is the just quick cuts of them hanging out in L.A. and laughing. And like two-thirds of the dialogue you can't understand because they're just laughing and, and doing inside jokes. I'm stunned at the appeal of this. Fucking stunned. Uh, of our topics we looked at, the one I'm reminded of most is Mr. Beast. Sure. It's, and, it's unavoidable. It's going to come up. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Mr. Beast is another hugely popular YouTuber. Mr. Beast does not come off as a douchebag. Some of his friends do. They come off as just kind of bland guys. But Mr. Beast does stunts where he'll give stuff away. But, you know, he was more dorky frat guy than douchey frat guy. And the stunts were way more original. You know, Mr. Beast will go to a restaurant, order a glass of water, and then tip the waitress $10,000. You know, he similarly gives a lot of stuff away. Uh, you know, David Dobrik will just hand out PS4s to people on the street. There's, I, I can't think of more original stunts than that from Mr. Beast, but there are some. There, there's a lot more effort in what he does. And then, of course, we discover, which we've never discovered about Mr. Beast, and I hope we never do, uh, that... David Dobrik has aided and abetted bad behavior. And by the way, you could say innocent will prove guilty, but he has copped to it. So I'm yeah. going to say he's aided and abetted bad behavior. But let's be clear here. He personally has not been accused of sexual assault, but, you know, he, he enabled it. Um, not that we should be surprised. The, the characters they play are, you know, it's like hanging out in a frat house. You know, this, this, is, this is where sexual assault you know, takes purchase and, and is nurtured and incubated. There are and, and, and should be and should be expected to to be found. Also, it's like a right, natural right. greenhouse um, for it. I, I I was never in a frat, but I hung out with obnoxious guys, and we never sexually assaulted anyone. I'm sorry. Let's that's irrelevant. Uh, his first apology was incredibly self serving. You know, he used all this weasel words like I allowed myself to be put into a situation. Uh, I don't align with any of these actions. I've been really disappointed in my friends. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You know, <laughs> you act like you act like you're taking responsibility, but you absolutely are not. Um, so you know, there's a bigger subject here, and it is very timely from a political point of view. Is David Dobrik and the Vlog Squad, for lack of a better term, being canceled? Well, no, he's not. Because while all of his big-name sponsors, or a lot of his big-name sponsors, are backing away, he's still on YouTube. He has not been deplatformed. 
And I do not think YouTube will deplatform him because if they're not going to deplatform QAnon, they're not going to deplatform David Dobrik. And as loathsome as David Dobrik is, he's not as bad as QAnon. He's not as bad as Donald Trump. Um, I mean, that's the way YouTube rolls. It's it's a feature, not a bug, that they let shitheads have free reign. Um, and contrary to what the crybaby party likes to say, nobody has a constitutional right to use YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or anything else. These are private companies, and if, if, a, if a bakery can deny baking a cake for a gay couple, Twitter can deny a platform to, you know, the worst president in American history. But, okay, fine. Are companies justified in breaking off sponsorships? And should, in theory, in my opinion, YouTube kick them off? Uh, yeah, I think they should. First of all, it's a privilege to use these, these resources. If it's a private business and you really believe that, it's a fucking privilege to use them. And he is incredibly privileged. He doesn't just get to put his videos up there. He gets his videos seen by millions and millions and millions of people. And he gets a year free burritos. And he gets to hand out PS4s on the street. And he gets to drive a, 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 a stretch Tesla or whatever it is. And he, he gets to be this guy who's, you know, the idol of millions. Oh. So I hate him. He can go fuck himself. And that's my opinion of David Dobrik. Well, you know, I think you pretty much said it. I don't know what else, I can, <laughs> but I can add. You know, there, there's a couple of things where th this type of this type of video is completely um, as a, as a guy. Uh, you know, David Dobrik. I was gonna I was gonna say this like it's a bad thing. It's obvious this kid doesn't read a book. You know, it's obvious that he doesn't seem like a very curious person. But that's fine. I mean, you don't need to do any of those things. It's just like his particular art. You know, in a perfect world, he'd be on a YouTube channel with a bunch of assholes in Los Angeles and you know it would be a small clutch of people that watched him and enjoyed him he would not be one of the biggest celebrities on planet earth for whatever that's no, worth right no. now um, he would not be wealthy beyond belief based on what we have called in the past Noah the first first pass art I believe that we called yeah. it uh, you know first first draft yeah. is the best draft let's just put it out in the world and whatever it is is, yeah. is what it's going to be well they they do I, I, I don't want to say credit but they they probably spend quite a bit of time editing which is why I think it's manipulative. Yeah. To give this, oh, just friends hanging out. But look at how they chop it up almost word by word. Yeah, sure. It's pretty crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, and and by the way, a lot of it is clearly scripted. Part of my problem is that you can tell because some of these little vignettes are poorly acted. They're hey, we're just hanging out, but no, some of it's very clearly scripted. Yeah, and also each of these people have their own like roles. That, like the job of each person is to do the thing that they yeah. do. That's it's like Scooby Doo or or you know transformers each of, <laughs> each of these characters has the version of themselves that they're being there's that sort of chubby guy with the beard that guy jonah um there's yeah. the freaking yeah i was gonna say the guy that looks like a frat boy that's all of them there's the old guy yeah for some reason there's a Jason. 50 year old guy here it's like he's i looked him up he's two years older i know but it's like that's uh, yeah. uh steve buscemi we're saying hello fellow teens like what is he doing there? I don't. I don't understand how a forty-seven. Uh, I looked him up. He actually he he was a longtime L.A. comic. Yeah. No, I got. He had it. a lot of projects that got some purchase, and for some reason he hooked up with David Dobrik, and yeah, he's, that, he's, that's where he finally struck pay. He's hanging around with kids half his age, which is kind of yeah. a. It's in a way it looks really weird because you know I mean usually that's that's creepy behavior, but I'm not saying this guy is. It just looks unusual. Um, you know, and I think whatever. I think everybody understands how kind of bullshitty we're talking about his videos they they speak for itself they're not any better or any more complex than what noah just told you in terms of it. i don't need to describe that anymore but 
Um, the phenomenon of all the all the malfeasance that went on under his watch, the, the shitty behavior, the types of people, but the, the backwards ball cap, L.A. asshole, airhead type, you know, Mulholland Drive douchebag, you know, endless summers, endless days in California, the sort of consequence free environment. There's. You know, I it you could look on it as we're going to get to why it's popularness in the next segment. And there's one, there's an innocent way to look at this if you don't analyze it. But there's another way of looking at it if you you just sort of take it. It almost looks like um, boogie nights, you know, where people are supposed to be having fun all of a sudden until it's horrifying. And what you're seeing is not fun. You're seeing exploitation. Yeah. You're seeing. And I, I yeah. you know what I wrote? I wrote this thing. It's he, he's, his apologies, I understand. I did watch the one apology, which seemed more heartfelt. I guess I watched the second one. And it seemed like he, yeah. he meant it more, I think. The one where he cries. Yes, the one where he cries, yeah. but but I don't buy it, man. But, I don't no, buy it. No, I understand. It. I understand. But I think that, you know, if you're going to start tracing the lines back to what happened, I think he was so disconnected from all of the offenses, all of the things. And it's like, again, that's just what we saw on camera. That's just what people reported. Not what, as we know, women let a lot of shit go because they don't want to, A, feel like they're being bummers. They want to be good, quote unquote, girlfriends. And they don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to mess with the bull or they're going to get the horn. So we don't know what didn't yep. get reported along the way. What, what wasn't filmed? What was left on the editing room floor? But I, I, or even forget assault. The people who just felt yeah, uncomfortable yes, or insulted yes, exactly. or just used exploited, or exploited. Yeah. So yeah. I, I see. You know, there's a there's a real uh, there's a real mendacious relativism, Noah. I think that I see something perfectly crystal clear here, where it is what I described as a moral numbness to this guy where yeah. he he was so disconnected because you know what and we're just having fun right we're just having fun we're laughing we're pouring beer on each other we're giving out playstation fives my assistant got a free tesla we get the burritos we're just having fun it's los angeles man there's never a cloudy day here everyone's having fun yep. we're young we have our entire yep. life in front of you and it's a moral numbness you're tuning out the rot that's inside of it i'm not saying that it's the worst thing in the universe this isn't this isn't the Kurt Waldheim follies here, but you can tell there's some real, real turpitude that is catching up with them. And I'm sure that this goes up and down the line. Every single one of those mansions, Noah, on that block is filled with a house full of TikTok people, a house full of YouTube people, a house full of Instagram people. And I guarantee you that that is just probably depravity row in the hills of Los Angeles where all this shit is going on and very little of it comes yeah. to light other than or, the, yeah, the media, the media sensation that they're feeding us because YouTube wants to have these hits. It needs the symbiosis. They need it. I've put myself in a lot of situations where I've needed to apologize for my past actions and I've never done this correctly and I've never done this respectfully. And my last video is a testament to that. I, I, I don't want to defend that video. I don't want to delete that video. Why did David Dobrik take over YouTube and social media ecosystem. And why is the backlash, you know, why now? Why is it why is it having purchased these these um these accusations and why are the uh the sponsors backing away and why is this a hot story? I mean, that's why I brought it up to you. I seem to be running into headlines about it everywhere I turned. I'm like, who is this person and what's going on? So why? Well, the, the issue the um the first issue is that he is, or this atmosphere that he cultivates is, is a clubby, fratty, inside, caucasoid bubble full of conspicuous consumption, which I might add, no one ever has to work. You just hang out with hot California chicks all day. 
No one ever wears a mask, by the way. And yes, yeah, some of this stuff was actually yeah. shot during the pandemic, and they they're not wearing masks. I don't know how they do that. They wear masks around their chins. Okay, I find that hilarious. Yeah, and and like it's like yeah, we know there's a pandemic, but we're not going to do anything about it. And it's that thing. I I you know like I like whenever I see this is one of those light motif light motifs of these topics that come up on YouTube and Insta and whatnot is that you know the California the California exporting lifestyle. And you're back in 1967 where you're selling you know sunshine and you're selling the you know the endless yeah. days of endless sunshine yeah. you know uh, yeah. and these guys they walk down the street handing out uh, teslas and, and and playstations and you know many many thousands of dollars and it's just this freaking again hoot nanny of whatever the fuck it is uh the, the why this stuff is breaking now why the facade is crumbling i think you know it could have been this one was a combination of the woman hannah uh, using her pseudonym that she finally decided that like you know you know what this was exploitation and it's it's quite literally rape and it's one of your guys and you know it was plainly obvious when it was happening what was up that you were plying kids with alcohol but the fact is that that was 2018 it's 2021 now and they only recently i think in 2019 they boxed that guy dom out of it i mean he stuck around for a while after that so by the way this 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 slate podcast mm -hmm plays a shocking clip that they found that video that they took down in which she was raped. Mm -hmm. And do you know the joke they made at the end of the video? Mm. They went, oh my God, we're all going to go to jail now. They actually said that. So they knew it was wrong and they laughed about it. Yeah. I mean, so this was tolerated not only by themselves, but also by the corporate structures, the Taco Bells, the whomever, the Blue Chews. I don't know. Whoever the... the, 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 I don't think they got Blue Chews as a sponsor. But but the sponsors and YouTube itself, like it was okay until it wasn't okay. Then everything was pulled out at once. So it's like, uh, it's complete corporate cowardice and or... Maybe even worse, a complete obliviousness. And like these guys, whoever it is in marketing that just looks at these sponsorship deals, merely takes a look at the most superficial part of it, doesn't probe any deeper, doesn't bother to analyze, and can't quite understand what they see. So the thing is, they're all paying these people to rape girls. In, and, and until all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's too hot because everyone else pulled out. So, you know, Taco Bell's going to pull out too. That means we're out as well. And, you know, Chipotle, Chipotle whatever. Chipotle. You got my point. So, yeah. I mean, what, why do you think it's uh, – why is it cresting now? Why is it popular? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, why why in the first place? Uh, yeah, you hit a lot. It's, you know, hanging out in the frat house. And we live in a society where frat house antics have long been, you know, animal house or whatever. These antics have always had appeal in our culture. You know, the self-regarding, clowning, faux masculinity is, as you know, through the generations has had a lot of appeal in our culture. And I think there is a general removal of that veneer of, of toxic masculinity, to use a buzz phrase, by the way. Um, you know, also, I don't know, I, don't, I didn't look at the stats, whether it's become more popular in the past year, but... I can imagine pandemic kind of fueled some of his popularity because, you know, we're, we're stuck away hanging out with our friends. So it's more appealing to vicariously hang out with these friends, right? Um, we're all stuck at home or most of us are stuck at home or the ones of us with brains are stuck at home. Uh, also, like I said, there there is some craft behind the scenes to it. So he cr- he cracked the algorithm. It's what we say about a lot of these people. They They won the viral lottery. They figured out how to game the system. Uh, so that's why I think, to the best of my ability, I don't really know, but the best of my ability, why I think David Dobrik's videos are popular. Now, why are all the companies backing out and why are the accusations, you know, getting traction? Um, look, this is obvious to anyone who pays attention to our culture. Time's up 
for a lot of these douche canoes. And I think a lot of that reason is we had four years of a predator president. Even if you want to discount the accusations, the sexual assault accusations against him, the the entitled masculine, the, the toxic masculinity, the, in the, the, the fake tough guy, macho man kind of routine. And we've, we've seen him get away with it with impunity. Still with impunity. He's not in jail yet. Um, and we're pushing back any way we can. I've said this many times. I don't think Me Too as a movement would have happened if Hillary Clinton had won in 2016. I don't think it would have happened if Bernie Sanders had won. I don't think it would have happened if Marco Rubio had won. If anyone but Donald Trump had won. I don't think we would have had this. This is our way of, you know, we couldn't do anything about him. I mean, thank God we did something about him. We couldn't do anything about him, so we're going to do something about everyone like him out there. Um, so in a way, you know, I said this is the worst topic ever, but if we're talking about the backlash, this is not the worst topic. There's actually some good here because there needs to be some balance redressed. And like I said, fuck this guy. I hope he loses all his sponsors. I hope YouTube deplatforms him. They won't, but I hope they do. And I hope he, he's sitting at home crying now, right now, because fuck this guy. Hey guys, this is Jack. He has these throwing knives, and he's going to throw them right under my penis. Okay, here we go. Whoa! All right, Noah, continuing on, think of yourself as a kid. How would you have reacted to mm -hmm. the cult of David Dobrik if you were a younger person? I would have loved this. I would have loved it. Because I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I always wanted the gang of bros to hang out. You know, I had moments of that with my friends. But, you know, I would have thought these guys were cool because I was an idiot. I would have wanted to hang out with the cool guys, shoot the shit with them, laugh with them, share the inside jokes. Feel feel in a very shallow way that I'm a good guy because I'm handing out dollar bills or PlayStations that I'm making people happy, as he says, what he likes to do. You know, never mind that there's no originality and it's easy when you have sponsorship money. But I like to think I'm a good guy having fun. I still like to think that. Um, I think back to when I was in middle school and I tried to hang out with the cool guys, even though deep down I knew that they would never accept me and also that I didn't want to hang out with them. You know, I remember in eighth grade sneaking beers with some of these guys because thinking that made me cool that made me on the inside and then i sort of had a backlash against that at the end of eighth grade and and that's when i said i'm not going to drink beer and you know what that was the root. it doesn't account for the whole reason but that was the root of me decades later still not drinking alcohol like that's where it started um so you know if you'd hit me with this in middle school i would have loved these guys if you'd hit me this in high school i would have hated these guys there was a it was a crux point right around the time I started high school. So, um, yeah, I'm ashamed to say I would have loved David Dobrik. Oh, uh, you know, we're in if I had been in middle school. That being said, I would have loved him. And then if the accusations took hold, I think I would have eased away. I like to think I would have eased away, but maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I'd be screaming like, you know, it's not his fault. They got rid of Dom. What more do you want? It's not that bad. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I don't think you ever had to defend with the younger version. Well, first of all, there's no point to it. We can't, <laughs> okay. we can't you know, the, the yeah, younger us, we, yeah. we were unformed, yeah. we were protean, whatever. But, um, well, I mean, I, I think there, there are kind of two ways to react to this. Uh, you could see these guys as either boasting, 
with it, like like the way you smell alcohol on someone's skin the next day after they drank all night. You know, it's coming out of their pores. The idea that the coolness is just radiating off of them. The self-regard that we are the real people. And, you know, there's this thing that they, this, this, they use that term, Noah, which we fucking hate, authenticity. There's this idea ah. that, that we're being our authentic selves. And that's this, this is almost like a, a treatise, like a mission statement of we're being authentic because we are truly ourselves, which, of course, is bullshit because it's all a performance. But, you know, they're children. They're idiots. They're, they're not, non-examined. We understand that. So, again, you, have to, you, got to, you can look at them as being, they're boasting their coolness. You could gravitate to that. Or... You can be alienated and threatened and scared, and you can despise cool people. I mean, I'm not saying those are the only two, but that's the, those are the two ways that I can see this, especially if you're young. I think it's really bi- it's binary. At least my reaction was always binary. Um, and I, like you too, I understood that I was never going to be uh, one of the cool people, wasn't going to be regarded as them, and at, at most I was going to be casual friends with a cool person, but not inside the clique with other cool people. I didn't know any when we were younger. Not in college, not in elementary school, not in high school, not, not you know, not now, as far, so far as I know. Um, you know, whatever confidence I have or do, do not have uh, as a 15-year-old or as a 45-year-old, I think I would have seen the latter uh, option, which is this completely alien. I don't want to be near these people. You know, like you said, the frat boy douche backwards ball cap asshole crash your Tesla because it's funny thing. Take your car through the (laughs) freaking convertible through the through the, you know, yeah, everything about it seems like it is a display. It's ostentation. They're they're not interesting. No stunts either. They're not. But pranks. They're not. There's no originality. I'm. I'm trying to think. I feel like there's something else we looked at. Some pranks. I mean, you mentioned Zach King. Zach King is wildly imaginative. Yes. I give credit to some of these social media people that they're mad. I mean, even fucking sea shanties. Like. Yeah. There's originality to this. These guys are nothing. They got it's it. It's just four they minutes of laughing. And it would be fine if you were just sitting around with your friends. It would be perfectly funny and enjoyable if you're sitting around with your friends doing this crap. But why am I watching awful people do this on fucking a computer? Why? Yeah, they definitely gave us a lot of alcohol. Obviously, we were minors at the time. And we just thought it was cool to be able to hang out with them. Is the rise and the fall of David Dobrik a sign of the apocalypse? You know, the... The bar for renown and celebrity gets air, air lower, as we know. But we have managed to live our lives, me and you, as old men, uh, not needing to interface with that. I mean, we regard it. We react to it. But it's not part of our thing. It barely is part of our media diet. Um, You know, and, and I would say that, no, for us, it is not a sign of the apocalypse because we were able to ignore this until four or five days ago. And, you know, it's, let's say that hadn't happened, we wouldn't be paying attention to this at all. And, and not only that, but this is David Dobrik and his, his, his zoo crew, his morning radio zoo crew, are... Oh, all, they're, they're emblem- <laughs> There's your comparison. There's your comparison. Yes. The morning DJs. Yes, yes. Oh, except yeah. all day long. But, I mean, David Dobrik is emblematic of all the other versions of this. Oh, you know, like it's, let's say he's number one. We're talking about numbers two through ten. We don't even know who they are. The, same, the people who are at the top yeah. of their respective fields. And we live in complete ignorance of it. We don't need to interact with that level. Well, well we, we've looked... It, like I think of Emma Chamberlain, who's just hanging out at home, but she's a little more interesting and doesn't come off as nearly as douchey. As Charlie, what's her face? The one on uh, the Instagram, the, the leading, um, or is she TikTok? No, TikTok. TikTok, Charlie D'Amelio. Charlie D'Amelio, yeah. yeah, right. We haven't we uh, haven't talked she, about her. But... She seems to have no personality, but she's a talented dancer. Right, right. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, I'll tell you where I really worry about this. 
and it's not so much for me because I'm going to be dead soon. You know, we're almost we're almost gone. No, we are. Um, you know, once they we're almost gone, right? Almost, we're gone. almost, dead. almost dead. We're nearly dead. We have almost. both feet in the grave, and we are pushing, piling dirt on ourselves. Um, it has more to do with the fact that I, w- I was going to say our kids, but what I really mean is the kids that we're around. In your case, you have you have nephews and you have niece, and you know we have people who are in the circle, and it's like, well, the world they're going to grow up in. Um, if they are somewhere between five and fifteen years old now, and they are already, into, you know, they may in fact be viewers of this, or if not viewers, the analogs of these kids are tomorrow's viewers. They're not going to, they're not going to understand what 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 the concept of like a, what mank is, for instance, or what a book is, or what art that you've designed might well be, because this is going to be the prime form of expression in media. It's going to be these videos are going to far outpace. First of all, as you know, any David Dobrik video has more viewers than most Hollywood films, either theatrical and or on streaming. Like this is truly the present of media. And it is a bigger people are ignoring the fact that there is more, there are more eyeballs and more throughput on YouTube with guys like this than there, there is, for instance, with the Oscars than with, uh, you know, Avengers Endgame or something like that. And those are big successes, but this is even bigger. So tomorrow, tomorrow, your nephews, maybe not them in particular, but the people like your nephews are going to have to reckon with this being the only world that they know. Um, other forms of media, of course, will still be around, but they won't be, they'll be archaic compared to whatever the fresh new thing this looks like will be. All right. I, I was going to say something very similar about the apocalypse, that the fact that this guy is so big and there's nothing to it, putting aside the, the sexual assault allegations and bad behavior and racism and all that. But I'm actually going to push back to you a little because, and I think of the example of my nephews who are 17 now, the online people they like are way more creative than him. I mean, they're not really into YouTubers per se, but they like pranks and stunts. They really like Eric Andre and they really like, what's that guy, Nathan? He did Nathan for you. Yeah, Nathan Fielder, Fielder. Nathan Fielder. And those guys aren't quite my cup of tea, but they're original and they're creative and they're talented. And also, to my knowledge, they haven't raped anyone. That we know of, yeah. Right. So I'm going to say, yes, more eyeballs are on this bullshit than movies. But let's go back to when we were kids. More people stared at the wall than went to the movies. More people, again, it's it's the form of sitting around talking to your friends. And in those days, that didn't create, you know, didn't get sponsorships. So that is a problem if this stuff becomes big business. But and you're partly right. If kids grow up thinking that's entertainment, but I think they're still going to have the alternatives: the Eric Andres, the Nathan Fielders, the fuck it, the Mr. Beast and the Emma Chamberlains, which are better than this crap. So I see hope in that. This stuff is just so, you know, transitory. And I like to think, even if he's not deplatformed, the sponsors go away, his popularity wanes, and six months from now, you know, two thirds of the people who watch him now have forgotten about him. I like to think so. I'm going to be positive about that. So on that sign, it's not quite the sign of the apocalypse that I was going to say it was and that you seem to say it was. Now, the backlash, is that a sign of the apocalypse? No, absolutely not, because we need this corrective. And yes, fine, sometimes, quote unquote, cancel culture goes too far. But you know what? Sometimes everything goes too far. I'll take it, right? Um Oh, it's awful that we can't get these Dr. Seuss books anymore. First of all, that's not cancel culture. It was a decision made by Dr. Seuss's estate. And second of all, big fucking deal. It's a Dr. Seuss book. If we lose a great Dr. Seuss book, we have 99 other ones. 
And yes, it goes too far sometimes, but so be it. But fuck this guy. I've ended every one of my little segments here with fuck this yeah. guy. Have you I, noticed I, that? Yeah, I've noticed that too. And we have to apologize to the African-American community and other communities for the type of content that we create. No, well, let's bring it on home. Tell me about jealousy, because I, I have a feeling this is uh, one of those things that lurks over this like a, a specter in a shrouded cloud. Uh, tell me about your feelings mm. on uh, Envy with uh, David Dobrik's Zoo Crew. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to live in this world when I was younger, for sure. I would have I would have watched this shit in middle school and dreamed of like going to L.A. and meeting them. And they asked me to join their squad and I get to hang out. And that gets to be my life. Like you say, I just get to hang out with the fun people all the time. And Life is no worries all the time. If you had got me at the right age, I would have, you know, like I said, I would have loved it. So I, I'm very jealous of that. And I still want to, you know, be able to just hang. I mean, the times I do get to hang out with my friends, which is rare now or when it happens is virtually. I like that. You know, I like being in a friend group where I know people value me and people get me and we can laugh together and we're, we can relax in each other's company. Who doesn't want that? So sure, I'm jealous. Now, here's the thing. Again, the second topic, the backlash. I don't know about you, but every time a man is accused of something awful like this, I have a little tinge of there, but for the grace of God, go why. I really don't think I did anything like this. You know, I, I go back to when I snapped that girl's bra in eighth grade a bunch of times, even when she told me to stop. I feel awful about that. I hope she's gotten over it. I actually sent her a note on Facebook apologizing, if you can believe it. I that. can believe it, yes. <laughs> and she told me she didn't remember it. And so I think we're good. Um... So there's a little part of me like, oh, what if something comes out about me that I didn't realize was bad? I don't think it will, but I'm paranoid. So that's like anti-jealousy is like, thank God that didn't happen to me. But whatever, that's a thornier topic. Let's not talk about no, it. No, it's interesting because, um, yeah, I, like, like, like you, I do have that uh, fear that there's obviously things that I've microaggressed, which I might not remember, but somebody is going to have a bad, shitty impression of me that I certainly didn't intend. And I hate the fact that they do and i can't control that and also i don't know what to apologize for if that's the case uh hell gee i, I feel bad for for calling rich mccaffrey a gay lord back when we were 12 years old for christ's sake no i'm serious <laughs> wait is he actually wait is he actually gay now uh i would assume uh just based on it was oh, pretty okay. obvious that i think i think he was gay when we were like you know we didn't have words for it but whatever it was it was he was made yeah. he was made to feel bad and i'm sure i'm not friends with him uh, okay. now uh but i'm sure that he probably is you know he's i Whatever he's doing, uh, I did. I made somebody's life not fun for a couple of years. I'm sure, or at least you know, demean their life when they were kids, and that's yeah. that's bad enough. Whatever else, yeah, yeah. I'm just you saying, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I mean, you know, about, about jealousy though. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I am absolutely jealous of this. But I I feel like this is this is designed to be jealous. Like the whole point of this is, is jealousy. <laughs> but I mean, this was the card. Yes. This was the card. Yeah, all right. This was the Kardashian factor. This was, this was uh, Paris Hilton. There's something about people who live in a consequence free bubble, a, 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 you know, a pocket, uh, a vacuum inside Los Angeles, like all these people do. And again, I keep bringing this up. There's, there's a YouTube, a social media factory in Los Angeles that these people all know each other. It's a hermetic world. And they're creating this environment where you are watching conspicuous consumption. He literally records everything he does during the day. And everyone wants to see it. He makes millions of dollars for it. He will still make millions of dollars. Not as much as he did, but he will still make millions of dollars, even if the sponsors pull out. Uh, 
you know, and, and that's the thing. We, we are all jealous of him. The only reason this exists as art, you know, like you may have a multi-pronged reaction to it for very, very good different reasons. But I think at, at its most primal element, you're supposed to want to do this. You're supposed to want to mimic this. You're supposed to want to not work all day. You're supposed to want to just jerk around with your friends, do stupid stunts, be loud and abrasive, make fun of your friends, live in a huge house together. Again, the endless Auburn sunsets of Los Angeles going on forever, you know, seeing the city of Los Angeles sprawl in front of the hills. It's supposed to look like this dream environment. And this doesn't exist without envy. Much the same way, like I said, all most of reality TV doesn't exist without envy. You don't have that, uh, that, that mercantile market of... Uh, you know, people exporting lifestyle at you. You know that. that what do the What do the Cardassians mean without uh, you know without makeup? Without uh, the sisters hanging around all day, using vocal fry as they as they put powder on their nose. You know, and just talking about nothing. So you're supposed to envy that they get to do that, and they're the most famous people on earth because of it. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder if I mean, definitely we're supposed to covet their lives, but is that the same as jealousy? I don't know. I mean. Yeah, jealousy puts a more negative spin on it, which I'm willing to cop to. But yeah, I don't know if that's really, I don't know if I agree with you that that's the raison d'etre yeah. of it, but maybe. All right, so tell me. What do I know? Tell me about the fallopian scale. Uh, on the, this Jimmy, is the bottom, Jimmy, bottom, yeah. dead bottom, bottom, <laughs> bottom. Worst thing we've ever looked at. Fucking worse. Uh, it's funny because I, I wrote a little preview I wrote on Facebook yesterday. Like, warning, the next episode of I Don't Get It is the worst thing we've looked at. And the people who actually listen to our show piped in. Susie Sherman said, we're going to reach sub Felonian levels. And Rob McCarthy wrote, wait, they cloned Ryan? But that's <laughs> you who thinks Ryan's world. So I actually, look, I, again, this is colored by fuck this guy and also the fact that I'm irritable this week. So he hit me at the wrong time. I mean, stepping back, deep fakes might be worse. Uh, Ryan's world might be worse. This is definitely worse than Jimmy Fallon. No question. Sure. Um, but this is pretty bad. Pretty awful. This guy's awful. His friends are awful. The video's awful. The videos are all awful. Everything about him is awful. And But, you know, if, if this backlash takes him down and, you know, let's be optimistic, makes people more aware of this bullshit so fewer people get assaulted and fewer people get racially manipulated and fewer people think that's okay and fewer douchebags get away with this shit then this is a pretty good topic right then this is on the the top half so you know this this is a bit of a complex one but if if you, if you just want to put uh david dobrik and the vlog squad their video output their their product if you just want to put that uh yes this is sub felonian sub ryanian sub deep faking in my current today's date viewpoint. You know, I remember the good old days, Noah, where I had uh, Lana Del Rey at the bottom. She was she was uh, our lost leader for me at, yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah. how much the pictures become muddied where no, now that seems relatively not... um, innocent yeah. and, and, and positive and uplifting compared to some of this stuff. Yeah, I, I'll, I agree with you on that. I think that that, you know, I was thinking about if you take the Mr. Beast thing um, and you subtract the sort of good works and the kind of positivity that Mr. Beast is trying to put in the world. Um, and then you add all sorts of antisocial behavior, which is really what drives us to the bottom. I mean, th this could just be useless, formless entertainment that is tedious. But unfortunately, it is a rocket ride to hell because of the environment that it cultivates. And that does set a new scale where it's already repellent enough just to watch. But to, to think that there was, you know, 
sexual impropriety and, uh, you know, inhumanity to other people and, and othering was going on in the meantime. Like, that makes it even worse. Like, you know, just when you think, please just be just be ridiculously stupid and, and don't be inoffensive. You know, and it's like, no, we're going to be offensive. We're going to be quite literally terrible to people at the same time. So it is. It's, it's <clears throat> you know, I also... Um, I was going to say, I have written in my notes here that, um, you know, th this is like Mr. Beast or Ryan's world in that it's it's also a commingling of media and celebrity, which seem to erase, uh, for a lot of people, it erases prior notions of form and the sort of symbols of entertainment in, into something new. And that's why I think that we... We will never understand this. We will always have the reaction to it. Not that we do the same episode over and over again with these topics, although there is some symmetry between, you know, a Mr. Beast and Orion's world because they are like new, new enigmas to solve. But I mean, these really are new symbols of entertainment. You know, the form, the form uh, is changing and you know, it's it's not going to be easy for us to identify the new form. And we are having these these growing pains of watching media take shape Again, it could be like when when vaudeville jumped onto the screen, or when you know filmmaking it was the what, train pulling into the station. You know, you wonder what am I seeing? How is this going to work? How am I supposed to go to two thousand and one, a space odyssey, based on seeing a uh, train pulling into the station? Like how how is that? You know, there's a through line, but I can't imagine what it is when you're at the point of just watching the very first Lumiere Brothers film, and that's where we are right now with this stuff. You know, we don't we can't imagine what the form of the future will be, the form of the next ten minutes of this shit's going to take. Was it Edison or David Dobrik who once said, Noah? <laughs> was it, was it, when David Dobrik died, did the New York Times call him the greatest benefactor to humanity of modern times? <laughs> oh boy, you know what? I think that takes us to the end of the show. I have nothing yes. left to say. We need to close the book on this so we get to the next infuriating topic. Please, next so we can forget about this person for the rest of our fucking lives. So if you'd like to find past episodes of our show, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stage. Retweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. I am on Twitter. At William Scurry. I am on YouTube, youtube.com slash amcaesar. And I am going to plug something that I didn't do, but my good friend Noah did. Noah was on a podcast last week, and I yes, loved I it. Was. And I Thank wanted you. to tell you about it because you, you should listen to it as well. Very kind. Uh, I am a big fan of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. It's uh, mainly based, it's mainly comic book podcasts, but they do some other pop culture stuff. They do some TV shows, and uh, I've guest appeared on the Bob Dylan Podcast Net Network. And I recently appeared on an episode. Um, they're looking at uh, Acts of Vengeance, which was a Marvel Comics crossover from the early 90s. And they brought me in on an episode where they talked about a an issue of What The, which was Marvel's parody comic looking at Acts of Vengeance. And I got to talk to the irredeemable Shag, who is one of the founders of this podcast network, great guy. And um, we talked about What The because I, I talked about when I was in high school, I would write letters to comic books and they get printed from time to time. So there's an issue of what the where my comic was my letter was printed and I read I do a dramatic reading of the letter. Anyway, thank you, Bill. It was a lot of fun to record. Yes. Um, but if you're interested in comics at all, I highly recommend the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Look it up; very good stuff. And then if we're going to plug other stuff, uh, big quiz thing, as you know, the finest in corporate and private trivia events from coast to coast. Uh, we have another rare public event coming up, virtual, of course. April seventeenth, we are teaming up with. The New York Historical Society, which we've teamed up with many times, and we're doing a movie-themed quiz. April 17th, 
uh, nyhistory.org. Learn more, get tickets, and hire us for your own events, bigquizthing.com. So until the next unholy horror that we unleash from the planet Earth, we We don't don't get get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.